Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's movie blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the channel, and welcome to episode 197 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Yes, indeed, all of these live streams get turned into podcasts, and I've been a lot better recently about getting those out sooner rather than later. It is called the Welcome to Asgard podcast. You can find it on all major podcast carriers. And tonight, we'll be talking a little bit about The Mandalorian. As we have had a new episode this week that has gotten a lot of people talking, a lot of positive things being said, a lot of negative things being said, and a lot of meh, middle-of-the-road things being said as well. And so I'll try and dive into what my thoughts are on that specific subject matter. And also, there are Blu-ray sales galore right now. You can get 4Ks on sale, you can get Blu-rays on sale, you can get tons of stuff on sale and so specifically we actually have another criterion sale and i want to say this might be the second or third time this year typically it's something that happens at least once a year where criterion movies which tend to be higher quality uh, stuff you get really good transfers of of classic films of uh, more obscure titles more art housey type movies and they tend to be very very good quality very good transit rather very good editions, uh, and they also tend to come with really great booklets, where they have a lot of information about not only the transfers, but also the movie themselves, with a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. And so right now, uh, they have the what's called the Criterion Sale. It used to be something that was exclusively carried by Barnes & Noble for a very long time, and ever since uh, the last couple of years have gone by, uh, Amazon has now gotten into the game, which is very nice, especially for anyone that has an Amazon Prime account, because you can get those very good deals. And also, too, you can get access to some really cool movies as well. Interestingly enough, I'm actually in the live chat right now, and Thirsteenth Warrior had a message deleted by the Google Moderator team. I don't know why the hell the Google Moderator team is, is looking at this stream uh, to the point where they would have to actually do that. Um, and I don't know what you even said in the first place, Thirsteenth Warrior, but apparently your message was deleted by the Google Moderator team. I saw that happening on Friday Night Tights, which makes a little more sense to me because Friday Night Tights is one of the biggest shows on the internet on Fridays, and it's growing every single week, it seems. So why they would go after little old me and my Asgardian community, I, I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, uh, Thirstyth Warrior, I saw that happen in real time, and I'm very sorry to see that happen. And uh, Google Moderator team, get the hell out of my chat. I don't want you here. <laughs> I've got the best mods on the planet in the Empress of the Universe, Tina, and of course, the General. Uh, the General, Stephanie B. as well, both of whom are here. Hail to both my Valkyries here tonight. And so that will be our discussion. So let's say hello to some people in the chat. So now I'll go back in time a little bit. Gotta go back in time. Uh, Pat S. Welcome to the show. Lord Toth is here. He's a member on the channel. He says, great to see everyone. Be safe. Hope your weekend is going awesome. My weekend is going fantastic. Lord Toth, I hope that yours is also going well. Eric K. in the chat. How's it going? Good, sir. Also a member on the channel. Says, I only stop in a few streams when I can. And Eric K., I always appreciate when you do stop by. Andrew Hoyle is a member of the channel as well. One of my UK brethren says, well, hello there. Hello there, Andrew Hoyle. Always great to see you here on the Saturday night streams. Uh, glad to see you on the last Tuesday night stream as well. We got Cobra Viper 999 in the chat. We got member Orange Hat Reviews in here as well, who says, So, it's a decent day to talk and mingle. How is everyone? It is a decent day. At the very least, it is indeed a decent day. There is indeed my mod, the Empress of the Universe, Tina. How is it going, Tina? We got Golden Ration in the chat as well. Hail to you, Golden Ration. Tagged me and said, Good evening, Odin. Good evening, all. Good evening to you, Golden Ration. Very, very glad to see you here. 
As Eric K says, hail. Hope you are doing very, very well. We got JRoar123 in the chat. Alex McCarthy, who's a member on the channel, also tagged me and says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? How's the pizza and Thor? The pizza was delicious last night. Had some leftovers for lunch today. And baby Thor is doing very well. Uh, he's had a very nice sleepy day today. Unfortunately, he was, not that he was waking up too much last night, uh, but he would wake up and make a couple of small noises, not crying or anything, but just little baby noises. Uh, but my wife is very sensitive to that. Freya is very, very sensitive to that. And so it woke her up every single time. And then it was hard for her to get back to sleep because she was worried that he would wake up for real. And and obviously she struggles to sleep anyway. And so that was kind of rough on her. But baby Thor has been doing very, very well otherwise. Mr. Peabody, who is both a member on the channel and a mod and also part of the DLive fam over on YouTube, How's it going, Mr. Peabody? Super Anime Gamer 01, what's going on, Super? Super says, hello, what is up, my dude? What is going on, Super? Glad to see you back in the chat, as always. Um, Andrew Hoyle says, hello, Odin. Yes, Lord Toth says, another day closer to pension. Damn right, good sir. We got Bruce in the chat. How's it going, Bruce? Glad to see you here. Gmonkey76 in the chat as well. Alex Flores, how's it going, good sir? James Stewart, by the way, thank you very much for subscribing to the channel. And speaking of which, that's actually very appropriate. Kind of creepy, a little bit. I was talking about how I'm going to be mentioning uh, the Criterion sale. That's currently going on on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, and other other retailers. Uh, turns out one of the movies I picked up actually is starring James Stewart, otherwise known as Jimmy Stewart. So, hmm, it sounds it's almost like the Google moderator team is indeed following me, and it's kind of creepy. Google Orange Chat reviews hail to you, good sir. Thank you very much for the hail. Hound three thousand needs some hugs. Glad to see you back, Hound three thousand. Hope you're doing very well. Uh, let us see. Andrew Hoyle says, I'll be putting my fingers in my ears for the Mando talk then. Well, Andrew Hoyle, as I always like to say, I try my very best to keep things spoiler-free. I tend not to mention uh, spoilery, th- uh, spoilery things. However, I think that with this episode specifically, you will probably want to at least uh, go out for a couple of t- moments. But I think I'll do something that I know that Gary has done on occasion and other channels do is I like put my hand up for when I'm talking about specific spoilery things like names or anything like that. And then that way, when I put it down, you'll know, okay, now I can come back into the chat. Uh, Pat S., thank you very much for becoming a member at the Citizen of Asgard level. I very much appreciate that, good sir. You'll see this old gif right here of River, who is a cutie, and also me when I when I had hair. Not too long ago, before I decided to start shaving it all off. And it's been very comfortable ever since. All right, Thirsty Warrior is indeed in the chat. Welcome, good sir. Very sorry that your first comment, for some reason, got taken off. Makes no sense. OMG WTF Barbecue Kitten. Welcome to the chat. Glad to see you back here. Keely Chow in the chat. How's it going? Nathan Slay here. Uh, Zaid Mazini. Uh, sorry, Ma- Mazani. How's it going? Glad to see you here. Nathan Slay tagged at 701 and says, Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's good to be back. Good to see you, Nathan Slay. And, of course, the chat has jumped on me like it always does over on the YouTube. So I'll go ahead and try and find where I left off. There we go. No comments have been skipped, which is a great thing. Let's go and <laughs> let's go say hello to my DLive fam. How's it going, DLive fam? We got Philly the Hobbit over there. Mr. Peabody over there saying, my internet is not keeping up. Oh, no, Mr. Peabody. Very sorry to hear that. Philly the Hobbit says, I saw I Am Greta on Hulu. It was the worst movie I ever saw, says Philly the Hobbit. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why anyone would choose to watch that. It kind of makes me it kind of makes me wonder about you, Philly to Hobbit, uh, to want to put yourself through <laughs> through that. Uh, but you put yourself through it so that we don't have to. And uh, I know that I typically will try and bite the bullet on certain things. I have no desire to watch that movie ever. Why would I want to see a privileged little girl uh, tell me how to live my life? Oh, you cannot say that. She's not privileged. Uh, uh, come on, please. Anyone who goes up onto a stage in front of a international audience who says, How dare you? I should be in school is privileged. Come on. If you want to talk about actual privilege, that's privilege. That's actual privilege. Uh, Will and Gentry over on the DLive as well. Phone Nemo over there. Peabody over there as well saying, uh, I had a girlfriend that used to sleep like the dead, but the time I took care of my sister's kids and my niece wasn't well in the nights and she was up on it. Yeah, um, I I am very much like that. I, I just, when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. And not much can wake me up. And so that's why if I don't have an alarm set or if I'm not mentally ready to be able to, like, wake up at a moment's notice, I won't. I'll just sleep through anything. And I remember that like one of the first weeks I was back at work, my wife really wanted me to get some sleep since I was having to go to work throughout the day. And obviously she she knew that she would have chances to, to, to nap during the day as well whenever uh, baby Thor would sleep and everything. And so I remember that there was a, a particularly rough night where baby Thor was up a lot crying and she's like, I have no idea how you slept through that because it just kept coming through the monitor. And I was like, I mentioned this before once, once I'm asleep, it's very, very hard, very hard to wake me up. All right. And Will Gentry comes in with one of the last comments on D lab before jumping back over to YouTube and says, of course she's privileged. She's got the address. She's got to address the world leaders. She gets listened to. That's the very definition of privilege. <laughs> All that. As a child, yeah, as a teenager, having world leaders listen to you for whatever reason. Like, here's the other thing. It's not just that she has privilege. The question is, why in the hell does she have privilege? Why in the hell? She's not a scientist. She's not saying anything groundbreaking. She's not making any groundbreaking, st- any groundbreaking discoveries. It's simply that she happens to be, guess what? A tool for these people to use for their agenda. Ergo, privilege. Yep, Will Gentry, absolutely right. All right, let me jump back now over to YouTube at 701 Golden Rash and tag me and says, have you heard or seen the series called Queen's Gambit? It is a Netflix special. Yes, I have heard of it. Uh, I've seen the uh, the promotions for it a lot. And I, of course, have also heard, uh, so if anyone has never heard of the Salty Nerd podcast, I highly recommend it. I'm not able to catch up with all of the episodes of it because there's just so much content that I'm already (laughs) consuming, but I have been able to catch some of their stuff and it's really good stuff, high quality stuff. They use high quality equipment and they are just top notch guys. It includes people like the Salty Nerd. Uh, You can find him on Twitter as the Salty Nerd, Uh, Matt Vader, uh, Matthew Kadish and others. Um, and obviously, I've had Matt, I've had Matthew Kadish on this channel before, and he's again. All of the people involved are very intelligent. They all know exactly what they're talking about. But um, I remember one of them. I can't remember which one. It may have been uh, Matt Vader who said that they were able to watch that uh, that series and actually really liked it. Really enjoyed it. I forgot which one of the Salty Nerd podcasts said they had seen it. But I heard good things about it. So it's one that I have some interest in. I do love the actress who is the lead role. Um, whose name escapes me at the moment, but I am I'm genuinely interested in that. But again, time is something that I don't have nearly as much as I thought that I might. Uh, Mike Jackson, how is it going? Good, sir. Glad to see you back in the chat. 
Andrew Hoyle is a member at 702 says, whatever you do, don't write in the chat that Az wrote on Twitter to get himself kicked off then. <laughs> I love Az. He's just so funny. He really is. He He's one of my favorite parts of Friday Night Tights. He keeps me entertained. Bruce tagged me and says, the Google Matrix has you in its sights. Apparently it does. Must have been because I filled out a survey that was supposed to be anonymous earlier, and I did not have a lot of kind things to say. <laughs> so much for it being anonymous. Uh, Hologram Nunchuck, how's it going? Good, sir. Thank you for being here. Um, let us see. 2020 is a trash fire. Truer words have never been said uh, in a name before, so it is very true there. Slash of Neons, how is it going? Good, sir. Glad to see you back um, let's see. Cobra Viber 999 tagged at 704 and says, The Criterion Bruce Lee box set is on sale. It's definitely worth picking up. I want to say I've seen that on sale on occasion. And uh, I think that's one where it's still a bit pricey for me. Because with Criterion especially, I understand the quality there. Because I, I have several Criterion Collection uh, movies. Similar to how you all know, I get sent Aero Video titles. And Aero Video titles are also, like Criterion, very high-quality transfers, high-quality titles. In fact, I got one. I got a very... I was very excited to get one Arrow video release, which I was hoping to get. I, I mentioned it on a previous show, and I actually got it. I went to the P.O. box today, and it was sure enough it came in. So I'm very excited to have it, um, and it's one that, um, I'm again, because of that, I'll actually be able to give away at one point uh, a Blu-ray to give away the movie on Blu-ray because now I've got an extra title for it because it's actually a movie that Bruce gave me. And so I'm actually – now I have a uh, – an Arrow Video updated version of it with all the extra special features and all the extra stuff that come on with Arrow Video stuff. But with Criterion especially, the one thing that's always gotten me about Criterion is just how overpriced a lot of the stuff is. Because, again, you're getting quality, which is why you're paying for it. But even on sale, the prices are still a little high, right? On sale, you're paying still 20 to $25 for a single movie. Keep in mind that Blu-rays nowadays from, like, big films – where you can get actually some special features even on them, you're paying like five to ten dollars. So it just boggles my mind that that the twenty dollars is what it is on sale. I feel like the twenty dollars should be what it is all the time, and then when it's on sale, it's ten to fifteen dollars. That to me would make a lot more sense. But it is interesting how that stuff works out. But the Bruce Lee's box set has definitely been one I've had my eye on. That's for sure. Uh, just another red shirt. Welcome back to the channel. Uh, Super says, I'm okay, thanks. Just chilling out with Asgard and waiting for all the unity and healing <laughs> that Joe Biden promised us. Sorry, just came from Twitter and I'm a bit heated. Hey, uh, Super, no, uh, this is not a politics-free uh, zone stream, so feel free to say that. Um, and I, I would agree. It's interesting, right? Oh, it's all about healing now. And yet people who are peacefully, actually, actually peacefully protesting in Washington today... There are now many videos of them getting beaten up by Antifa thugs. So much for the healing. It's almost as if the healing only counts if you will accept right think. Nathan Slade, Tiny 704, watched Goodfellas recently and loved it. One of the greatest movies ever. Didn't you mention that last time? Maybe? I think? There's always, a, there's always a new greatest movie ever. I just know that much, Nathan Slade. <laughs> Goodfellas is a great film, though. No doubt about it. Keck44, how's it going? 13th Warrior Tad and says, it probably because I didn't start by denouncing white supremacy, so I denounce white supremacy. Yes, I take responsibility, 13th Warrior. <laughs> uh, bringing the Friday night tights to Asgard. Uh, How 3000, nice to be back and hugs and kisses to you and your family. Ooh, I don't know about that, How 3000, but I appreciate it. <laughs> as long as it's digital. As long as it's all digital. 
Uh, Pat S., who is now a new member on the channel, says, It's the least I can do. No, honest, it was ninety nine. It was only 99 cents. Thanks all. Well, Pat S., I, I do appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, it also means that as a member, you don't have to worry about tagging me for your comments. Though, I do ask that even my members do try and, you know, be responsible with, with, the, uh, <laughs> with the comments. Uh, most of the time, my... my uh, my members are the ones that actually are, are probably like the best suited for everything. There's other people who will come in and, and they don't, they, you know, I, I've said it before, but they just go a little too overboard with it. I'm like, nah, calm down, calm down. Or at the very least, maybe send a super chat every now and then. That'd be nice. <laughs> you don't have to. That's why I have the tag. So that way people don't have to do it. But if you're going to ask like 50 questions every single time, it's like, well, I mean, just saying. All right, Titan, how's it going? Glad to see you in the chat. Also, James Nashe, what's going on? Good sir, thank you very much for the $5. Just a super chat and says, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Mine is a Christmas story. I actually love a Christmas story. I know that there's a lot of people that are tired of it, and I think it's because obviously every Christmas you have it playing nonstop on like TBS, TNT, and I can understand that. However, I'm that person where... I'll have it on my television all day, <laughs> or at least whenever we're at my parents' house or or my sister's house, they have uh, they have cable. Um, they're they're still in the dark ages where they still have cable, um, and so they will have the ability for us to just to put on you know TNT and just have it on all night. And it's one of those cool things because you fall asleep to it and then you wake up. And oftentimes in my history of, of doing that, I've fallen asleep at a certain part of the movie, woken up, and it's either right where I left off or very similar, even though it's probably two or three versions or two or three renditions and showings of the movie later, which I find interesting. Um, but yeah, that's a great film, James Dashe. I do love that one. My all-time favorite, though, for Christmas is easily It's a Wonderful Life. It is by far one of the greatest films ever made. And I'm sad because this year with with school, we, we've got a very weird schedule. And typically what I try and do is I try and plan out my my uh, my classes so that I can show It's a Wonderful Life to them for Christmas. And I can't do that this year because time has been very much constrained. I mean, I don't know if you all know this, but we have exams this week. Yeah, we have exams this week. Um, and the reason why is because a lot of schools are trying to make it so that we get everything done and we're taking out things like fall break, which typically would be a week off, that kind of thing, and trying to end the semester a little earlier so that way when they go out for Thanksgiving, since a lot of people will be traveling during that time, instead of having all the students come back after traveling and have higher risks of uh, having a lot of cases of COVID at our school, now it's a, okay, we'll go, we'll do exams, and then you'll go for Thanksgiving, and then we'll have some online days and uh, it's been a kind of interesting way of us uh, working through that whole process. But, yeah, it's very odd. I'm like, because I'm like, I, I'm still in teaching mode. Like, I, I still have a lot of things to teach. And so I actually had to make a decision saying, I, I got to stop. I, I can't cram in any more information since the first exam is on Thursday. I mean, I, it would not be right for me to do that. So I'll actually have to continue. So I do morality in the fall and then sacraments in the spring. And so now I'll have to do morality part two, really, in the fall, or rather in the spring, and keep those conversations going because the sacraments I can actually condense a lot more easily than morality. Morality requires a lot more discussion, a lot more understanding. Not to say that the sacraments don't, but I feel like the sacraments can be, especially since many of these students have learned the sacraments almost every year because the way in which our system and our and our kind of the way that we teach things works is that there's a lot of things that get repeated, but that's a good thing because repetition is the way that you will learn it and the way that it'll stick with you. But then you dive deeper into it the further 
uh, along you get. And so my version of the sacraments is not the same as the freshman's version of the sacraments, where for them it's, what are the seven sacraments? Can you list them? And for me, it's, what is the origin? What is the foundation? Why are they important? Like, how do we get to it? Um, so it's going to be very interesting, though, um, to say the least. But anyway, all that tangent from that one super chat about Christmas movies. But yeah, It's a Wonderful Life is my is my all-time favorite. And Aiden Vickery, thank you very much for the 10, I'm just going to say, euro slash pound super chat. And I know that I'm going to take off a lot of people who, who know exactly what it is because I don't. My mind just can't handle it. But Aiden Vickery, thank you for the super chat, man. I appreciate it. He says, how much scarier is the world now that we know about the knitting SJW Mafia. I could not believe what we heard on Friday Night Tights. Yeah, seriously, if you missed last night's show, it was so much fun. I was only able to be on for about an hour and a half or so because we started a little later uh, than usual, which was totally out of the control of everyone involved. Um, And obviously, as you all know, uh, Gary has recently, his family has gone through something. And so um, prayers and thoughts still going out to to Gary and to his family um, during this time. And so that's one of the reasons why he was kind of backed up a little bit, uh, which is why it was so much fun to have that show and to have, you know, all of us together still and, and just having a lot of fun. But the guest that we had onto the show uh, was sharing about how she had first started off kind of finding out about all of this crazy SJW nonsense from following what we now describe as the knitting wars. Yes, knitting communities fighting amongst themselves over politics, which I, just, I find hilarious and to see Az's reaction to it as well made my night. It was so much fun just to watch. Like, seriously, I think me and Az were the two where I was just, I kept looking at him and I was just like, is this real? Is this real right now? And so, yeah, Aiden Vickery, man, I, I looked up, as soon as she was talking about it, I was looking up the website and everything. And sure enough, the first woman she talked about, like, as of January of this year, was on hiatus. So the fact that a blog that is dedicated specifically to knitting and creating patterns for it has to go on hiatus because of this fighting blows my mind. You know, I thought it was already crazy enough in the Star Wars community, but the fact that you actually have this in knitting and crocheting is insane. Yes, but yeah, in Vickery, man, just as surprised as you are, and I hope someone out there makes a documentary about it. I want to know more and learn more about the knitting wars of the last five to ten years. <laughs> uh, Titan, how is it going? Good, sir. Saw you in the chat. Let me jump over to DLife now. Uh, let's see. Philly the Hobbit says, I saw a new movie called Chick Fight starring Malin Ackerman and Bella Thorne. The movie was the biggest waste of time. Oh, well, I know all about waste of time films. Uh, Disney has had a lot of those this year. None worse than Artemis Fowl. Have you seen Artemis Fowl as well? Was it worse than Artemis Fowl? And if you say it was, I will not believe you because Artemis Fowl truly was one of the worst films I have ever seen. Uh, Phil the Hobbit then says, Bella Thorne looked extra spicy in Chick Fight. <laughs> well, that's your opinion, Philly the Hobbit, and uh, I'll probably I'll probably just stay away from it then. Doesn't sound like my kind of boom. Doesn't sound like my kind of film. Uh, Mr. Peabody says, it's not a Christmas movie, but when I was young, at Christmas, they would always play the movie Tom Thumb. Remember that one, Tina. So, Tina, uh, Mr. Peabody is asking you through DLive, through me, whether you remember the film Tom Thumb. It sounds familiar to me. Um, I don't quite remember it completely, though. 
I am glad, though, that you assumed, and this is totally honest and this is totally fair, you assume that I didn't know the film, but that Tina would. I think that's totally fair because we all know normally when it's, have you seen this, have you seen that, my answer is usually no. <laughs> Even though I have a movie blog, which, yes, still exists. I was able to put out a video earlier today, actually, talking about box office numbers of all things. Yes, box office numbers. It was very exciting. Um, not a whole lot of box office numbers, but hey, y- y- you do what you can with what you're given. <laughs> I love y'all. D-Lab fam, y'all rock. Let me jump back over now to, uh, to YouTube, um, and let's see where we got. Let's see where we left off. Uh, Titan, how's it going? Glad to see you in the chat. Uh, Venom, uh, Venom Berlin 93, not sure if I t- uh, shouted you out yet or not. Uh, Nathan Slate 708 says, Don't you think it's absolutely annoying when a movie's plot comes to a halt just to be a toy commercial or a trailer for the next movie? Yes, Nathan Slay, especially in television. Television is the worst with this. I, I mentioned this previously, that my wife and I, as as part of our you know spending more time together, um, but also not able to sit down necessarily for complete films because we don't know how long... Uh, Baby Thor will be asleep and all that stuff. Uh, we've been watching shows, and so one of the shows we've been watching uh, is Vampire Diaries. We finally finished Vampire Diaries, and now we're actually into the originals. Oh, man, the originals is so good. Uh, as far as, like, the actual story goes, I actually like it a lot more. There's a lot of problems, though, in the show, too, especially with some of the acting. But for the most part, it's actually pretty it's pretty solid. But Vampire Diaries specifically had some of the worst product placement because it would be like, ooh, let me do a search real quick. And then they pull out your phone, pull out their phone, and it would literally be like Bing on the screen or Google search or like one of those things. Or they would be working with a cell phone company and it would be like the AT&T search function. And it was just like, what? Really? Yeah, so Nathan, I totally understand what you're talking about. And it is seriously one of the most annoying things of all time. No question about it. Uh, Andrew Hole at 709, he's a member, says, I saw the trailer for the new Bruce Willis sci-fi direct-to-video movie earlier. Looks like the budget was about 50 quid. Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I have not seen that trailer, uh, but it sounds terrible. Uh, let us see here. Ba-da-bum-ba-da-bum. Hardwick's in the chat. What's going on, Hardwick? Says, many people have said that people are praising The Mandalorian because the sequel trilogy lowered their expectations. However, I think others are being harsher on it due to the sequels. Well, I mean, obviously, everyone's going to have their own opinions and everyone's going to have their own motivations. But I think, Hardwick, that it is completely accurate to say that many people are easier on the Mandalorian because it is actually like it's actually sensible like it actually feels like Star Wars but it's still not great Star Wars right it, to me it's it kind of reminds me almost of like the prequels i know there's a lot of people that love the prequels don't get me wrong right i think revenge of the sith is, is solid I can't. I cannot. Still to this day, I cannot defend those first two films. There's a lot of problems from a technical standpoint that are a part of that film, and a part of those first two especially. But that kind of is what reminds me of because even those first two Star Wars films, right, the Episode One and Two, those at least still feel like Star Wars. They still exist in a universe that still very much feels like that universe built by George Lucas, which makes sense because those films were actually helmed by George Lucas. And so the Mandalorian feels like it exists and it. It deserves to exist and that it should exist in that same George Lucas Star Wars universe. Whereas the sequel trilogy, the Disney trilogy, does not feel like Star Wars. And that's even with them trying to smash in all of these, you know, classic characters. 
But the reason why it didn't work was because these characters were not the same. They were not the characters that we left off with. And there was no real good reason as to why they changed as dramatically as they did. There was no character development at all, even with the classic characters that had already been developed, you know, throughout the original movies. And so I think that the reason why that this is true is because The Mandalorian feels like Star Wars, but it's not good or not, rather, it's not great Star Wars, because I will say, there's some episodes of Mandalorian that are really, really good. There's other episodes that are not very good. In fact, there's episodes that are really bad. And so I think that it's totally fair to say that most people who are being positive towards the Mandalorian are doing so, whether they realize it or not, because of how bad the sequel trilogy has been. And though I understand where you're coming from with people being harsher on it, because they don't want to like Disney Star Wars, they don't like want to like anything Disney Star Wars, I think that there's a lot more people that are positive towards it because it's actually good in comparison to the bad versus the other side. I would say that the ones who are being fairer to it um, are a lot more plentiful, as being one of those persons myself. Uh, Nathan Slay, Tanya says, it really is amazing that Greta, the liberal, or whatever, is actually being listened to, who knew that the words, how dare you, could be so groundbreaking. Yes, yeah, seriously. Absolutely true. Isn't it amazing? All right, let's see. Uh, Zaid Manzani says, Have you seen, have you watched Fallen with Denzel Washington and John Goodman? That's my favorite cop mystery movie. No, I've not even heard of Fallen. I didn't even know Denzel Washington and John Goodman were in a film together. But I love that cast. It sounds pretty good. Andrew Hollis M14, whose member says, Favorite three Christmas movies National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Scrooged, and Die Hard. Die Hard is a great Christmas movie. I've actually never seen Scrooged. Um, it looks funny, though. And actually, I've never been a huge fan of Christmas Vacation. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just not my cup of tea, I guess you could say. It's just not something that I feel like I have to watch. Uh, Brazilian We Bear Bears fan. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Pat S., who's a member, says, Bruce Lee got his butt kicked by a stunt guy. Is that true? Tina says, Nathan is expanding his movie taste, and I'm glad for him. Me too. Absolutely. No question about it. Fat Steven Seagal beat up a Pedro at 7.15 says, I take responsibility that Odin won't hug me. Um, I don't hug Fat Steven Seagal's. That is true. It is one of the standards that I hold myself to. Um, if you're a Fat Steven Seagal, no, I will not hug you. That is a true statement. <laughs> but only Fat Steven Seagal's. Everyone else can get a hug. Unless you are <laughs> Steven Seagal, who happens to be fat. <laughs> uh, y'all are amazing. Anyway, please make sure you smash that like button if you've not done so already. We got 78 people watching. Thank you for choosing to spend your Saturday evening with me here in Asgard. And I uh, appreciate it. JKD Buck 76 is in the chat. JJ in the chat. Blake St. Clair in the chat. How's it going, Blake St. Clair? Andrew Hoyle says, I take responsibility. Or was it... The last cookie. Probably the last one. No! Put the cookie down! Put it down now! Speaking of great Christmas movies, Jingle All the Way, I need to watch that film again. I need to. Anyway, before jumping back into YouTube and DLab chats, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about The Mandalorian. So as I said, I'll, I'll try and warn people when I'm about to talk about specific spoilers, and I'll try and put my hand up 
when I am talking about those specific spoilers. Um, but obviously, it might not be the right time for you to be in the chat because I cannot control the chat. I do hope the chat does respect uh, keeping spoilers out. Uh, but again, if it comes to certain characters or certain things that happen to the story, then obviously... I'll do my very best. And so anyway, talking a little bit about last week's episode. So this is a spoiler for last week's episode. So when baby Thor, remember when he was eating the eggs, I kind of find it hilarious that you have people online now who are freaking out over that. And it's amazing how people that are not pro-life are becoming so pro-life for a fictional character eating fictional eggs in a fictional universe but not so much when it's real life children. I just I had to put that out there about last week's episode. So anyway, uh, that that's that's just a quick uh, quick addendum about last week's episode and one of the things that happened. But anyway, in this week's episode, it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and so I was genuinely concerned because Bryce Dallas Howard had one of the weakest episodes of season one. In comparison to that first episode that she had last season, I can say that this episode was miles better. In comparison to that specific episode, it is still not the best episode of the series so far. I think I still think uh, that Deborah Chow, as a director, has to this day still um, directed the two best episodes of The Mandalorian. I don't know what was going on with the writing, because the writing is being done almost exclusively by... Um, John Favreau. So it makes very little sense to me that each episode has different levels of competency within the writing itself. And it just boggles my mind. And yet somehow Deborah Chow was able to take the writing that John Favreau gave her and was able to turn it into some of the best Star Wars that we've gotten in the last five to six years, which is still incredible that that still holds up. I, I don't know if Deborah Chow has directed any episodes this season because uh, typically, uh, last season at the very least, uh, on Wikipedia, you could at least go online and it would tell you who directed all the remaining episodes, but now it's all question marks. You don't really know who is doing which one. So I really hope and pray that she is going to be having directed at least an episode or two because those are going to be the ones I'm looking forward to because, again, she was two for two in the first season, and so I imagine that she'll probably be able to continue to do uh, that same high level of quality. Uh, And again, she impressed people so much in that first season that they actually ended up making her the showrunner. I believe that she's the showrunner for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, if I'm not mistaken, or at the very least for a a new Star Wars series. And I think that she'll do a great job with it. If she does the same thing that she did with that first season, I think she'll be great with this. The other reason why I love her so much is because she said in interviews she does not want to be known as the female director or the Asian female director. She wants to just be known as a director, which I think 